so, so congratulations to everybody who graduated. How exciting is that? It is amazing. And I'm sure you're looking forward to that financial freedom that will come from a job. Can everybody looking forward to that just say amen and we'll just move on from there. The second thing I wanted to say before I share my word and uh, we're, I'm just doing this little two-part series titled Get Ready With Me, hashtag Get Ready With Me. Um, but I, I want to invite those of you who've been taking photos and videos before, during worship and will do afterwards uh, when, you, when you selfie or group photo anywhere in this building, please will you post and tag Father's House. Would you do that? That would be so helpful. At Father's House SA. That'd be really cool. If you want, you could find me on RG2. Just out of my DMs, but you can find me on... Uh, we'd, love to, we'd love to share your experiences with others also. I, I want to talk to you today about how to say yes to God and why it's so hard to do that sometimes. You know, that all of us at some stages of our lives have said yes when we didn't mean it. And we've said no when we didn't mean it. And of course we've said yes when we've meant it. And I'm not meaning that in like the relationship sense, no means no, just in case I get into trouble. But I know I'm one of those people who has in the past, one of the coolest things about growing up, it's so cool. It's easier to say no when you mean no. But when you're younger, you say yes because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. And then you spend the rest of the week trying to work out how to get out of it. Oh, I see. Some of you did that this week. Some of you couldn't get out of it and that's how you landed up here. You said yes to somebody and you didn't know how to get out of it and then now here you are giving your life to Jesus and getting saved and becoming a missionary. Oh, that's too far. I want to talk to you about how important it is to be able to know how to say yes to God. Um, because it's not a once-off yes. I mean, it's a once-off yes uh, to become a, a born again. It is Christ's invitation to your heavenly life and you say yes, you say that once. And he forgives you of your sins once for all. And that's an intense topic and you're welcome to debate it with me anytime. But I believe that God is a good father even if I'm a bad son. And that my sonship behavior does not determine his fatherhood status. So we're gonna have that debate anytime. But uh, you say once, a yes once then. But then there are lots of yeses you have to say to the Lord throughout your life. And there are a lot of no's you have to say to the devil throughout your life. And sometimes, more often than not, a yes to God means a no to somebody. Sometimes that no is to self, right? So yeses are almost always connected to no's. And that's where the problem comes in. Because it's so often easy to say the yes without taking stock or account of the no that is connected with every yes. Do you really see what I mean? If I say yes to the Lord about something righteous and somebody comes into my life that invites me to something unrighteous, then in order to honor my yes, I've got to say no to something else. And that, that connection seems to be really hard to achieve sometimes. And I think it's a vital 
connection. In Luke chapter 9, I've got a couple of verses from the Amplified tonight and a couple of verses uh, from the message. But you're welcome when you get home. You can just make a note, uh, type a note, make a note. Nearly said write a note. And then there's some of you are like never written a thing. You just typed it. But type a note and go look it up in any translation you like. I recommend you just download a Bible app and then you can like toggle between lots of translations, get the fuller picture. If you don't have a Bible, you definitely need a Bible app. If you've got a Bible app, you probably should get a Bible anyway just for the pleasure of being able to like look at text. Do you know what I mean? I think that's sometimes a very good idea. If you don't have one, uh, after the service, come chat to me and we can organize one. We do have some free Bibles here. So maybe now you weren't planning on being here, you couldn't get out of it and you're here and you're going to come to the front and you're going to meet me and you're going to get a Bible and you're going to become a missionary. So... It's a very busy evening <laughs> planned for you tonight. Luke chapter 9, uh, from the message, verse 6 to 1. Then another said, I am ready to follow you, Master. But first, see, here's the yes and then the excuse. But first, excuse me while I get things straightened out at home. And Jesus said, no procrastination. Look, for some of you, you've received a word from the Lord right now. That's all you came here for was that word. It's in the Bible. Stop procrastinating. Get on it. No procrastination. No backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off until tomorrow. Seize the day. And everybody said, that's a very important thing. I am amazed. I'm, in, I'm disappointed in myself at how often I enthusiastically do the things that don't need to be done today. And I put off the things that do need to be done today. I don't know what it is about that. I don't know why binge watching a series can eat up hours of my time, but cooking my own food for 30 minutes seems like an impossibly long task. There's too many amens there. I, I broke down during the week. I'm confessing. I broke down during the week and ordered an Uber Eats. I know, I know it's very bougie. I ordered an Uber Eats. And my disappointment when it arrived, I, should I tell you where I ordered from? I mean, I, was, I, I like the place. They just often mess up the, the order. I just feel every now and then it's important as a saint that you should have a, 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 a burger and... and and, and I, I got this burger from Burger King. It's always Burger King. But when the guy got there, half of the order was wrong. And he said, listen, I'm really sorry. I, I came here really fast and I, my suspension isn't good on the bike and the cool drink spilled and I, half the chips are lost. Do you still want it? I'm like, bro... And I gave him like a 20% tip because they always get there faster. And I'm like, bro, too fast now. You, you, <laughs> you failed in your mission. The mission is the delivery of food, not how quickly you can get your bike from the other side of town to me. And I had to say, oh, I, I don't want a half a meal. He said, no problem. We just cancel the order. Oh, it was an hour's wait. Cancel the order. Then I got to wait again or make my own food. He said, but I think I know you. <laughs> now it's worse. I said, I don't think you do. <laughs> I said, there's some guy who looks like me, some pastor or something. I said, yeah, yeah. 
Mfundisi, ja, sag er, na, na, I have a moral dilemma. Now, if I cancel it, he doesn't get, and he said sorry, and he doesn't get a tip. But he was ahead of me. He said, it's obvious, you must not cancel this. He said, you must take it inside, and you must pray one of those prayers that makes more food. You must pray for... I said, now you know the Bible. Now, when your tip is at stake, you've got Bible verses for days. Moral dilemma. Moral dilemma on how we measure time when uh, time is not measured by a watch. It's measured by an attitude. That's very important to figure out in life. When you say, I've waited so long, what do you mean? I don't think you mean in actual chronological time. I think what you mean is psychologically, it feels like it's taken very long. Because you can be on a phone call with someone you don't want to be on a phone call with and two minutes feels like the end of days. But you can be on a phone call with somebody you really want to be on a phone call with and you're your battery's dying, but you're going to talk and plug it in and continue the conversation because you just, you want, this, these, you, you want the feels to carry on. And this was the point of that passage of Scripture. The point of that passage of Scripture is Jesus talking to a bunch of people saying, the kingdom of heaven is here. Come with me on an adventure of faith. And then there was like, yes, but. And that's the first part of my conversation today. A yes to the Lord is an unconditional yes. You've got to remove the yes but part to truly enjoy the adventure of faith. Nothing should be excluded from his leadership. Yes, Lord, but not this. Yes, Lord, except but Saturdays. Yes, Lord, except my budget. Yes, Lord, except, you know, my girlfriend's not into it. There can't be any, you see, because the problem with that is a conditional yes drags you down and becomes dead weight. You're always carrying something extra, unnecessary into your future. I've often wondered why, I, why it's so hard to say yes to some things and why it's, it's so silly that we say yes when we mean no. Why do we get ourselves... The CPA could probably analyze that for me, my resident front row therapist, it makes me anxious. I could probably analyze what's going on in my psychology, what moral calculation I'm doing um, to, to, make, to make my yes. So, so, so the Bible words it like this, let your yes be yes and your no be no. The Bible goes on to say that if we agree on earth, it will be done by our Father in heaven. Our capacity to yes something that is heavenly is very important. Because when you bring heaven's plan and, and, and your agreement, your, your purpose in alignment, you have a thing called agreement. And, and if any two of us should agree, I mean, I used to make a joke about that, you know, the Bible says if any two believers would agree, because that's quite a hard thing. And so, Heaven will react when two believers agree because they don't often do. But you know, if you can just bring, can just bring things into agreement, an unreserved yes is a really powerful thing. And you know, one day you're going to get married if you aren't already, and you're going to have to say a yes. And you know, the way you said, I train, I don't do weddings very often anymore because there were too many on a Saturday. And 
we do 100 weddings or more a year in our church, and so there just aren't enough Saturdays. People take it personally whether I do or don't do their weddings, so they like don't do any. But I always, always train people when they say they're yes. It's got to be a, an, a, a firm, confident, smiling yes. That's very important. That yes gets judged. And not just by her or him, the whole family. You can't say, do you, and then you go, um, uh, yeah. Can't do that. That's not gonna, it, it doesn't end well. See, that's a reserved yes. It's not gonna end well. You're gonna be having counseling that night still uh, by somebody. It's gonna be, I do. Loud and clear. I always tell people, let the rest of the ceremony be vague. At that moment, you are, conf- you are confident. Our following on Christ, of Christ needs to be a firm yes, a confident yes, a clear and loud yes, an unreserved yes. It needs to be a, a witnessed yes. It needs to be a yes before the great cloud of witnesses, both living and dead, who've gone before us and according to Scripture, are standing in an arena cheering us on as we run our bit of race and them having already run theirs. A firm yes for Jesus. It's, it's got to be unreserved in that way. Ephesians chapter two, here's the Amplified Bible um, verse I was talking about. For we are his workmanship, his own master work. We are his work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand. Taking paths which he set, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. This passage of scripture reminds us that just because we're a work in progress doesn't mean we should be stationary. That's a very important idea. I wouldn't be a pastor if I had to evaluate myself on the finished result because I am unfinished. So I could just freeze in my unfinished state and not do anything, not follow that path, not live that good life, not step into the prearranged plan because I have a feeling of unfinishedness. It's a weird word. Because I feel incomplete, inadequate, unchristian enough to freeze. So I'm saying a yes must be unreserved, but a yes must also be active. It can't be a static yes. There's an example of that in the Bible, a static yes. Um, Two sons, not the prodigal son story, different one. Father comes to them and says, go work in the field. Uh, That's how I grew up. You just do what dad says, go work. And the one son says, yes, I'll go, but doesn't go. And the other one says, oh, I'm not, I don't feel like it. Lies back on the couch, but his conscience bothers him. And in the end, the one who said no actually went to the field. And the one who said, yes, dad, yes, dad, yes, in every worship service and in every song, and yes, but inactive. And then the Bible calls us to evaluate which of those two actually obeyed the father. You can't have an in, you, you can't you shouldn't have an inactive yes. In other words, there should be some follow through. In fact, sometimes I think we should just say yes less and just do more yeses in our living. You know, 
Because I think, I guess that scripture is trying to remind us that yes is, does, uh, doesn't have to be verbal. A yes doesn't have to be verbal. Um, you know, sometimes, maybe this is how you got here tonight. Sometimes when somebody says, yes, I'll come with you to church, the best affirmation of the yes is that they're at your house ready to leave for church. Or, or they come pick you up. Sometimes the best affirmation of a yes is the doing and not the static. That passage of scripture says, we are all um, a work in progress, a work of art being formed. Um, I often wondered about that. How, how is a work of art continuously in pro- progress? I guess if it's a painting, it must be finished. At some stage, a painting must be finished. But if it is a work of art in another way, it, it matures. So it's always getting better. Uh, let me give you a little unnecessary life lesson with a story in it. If you ever go buy really old stuff, like antique stuff, can I give you a piece of advice? Don't just scrub it clean. Just find out a bit about it and find out how one cleans something. I'll tell you why I said it. Um, I watched a show years ago, oh gosh, years ago when TV first came out in 1800. Oh, six or whatever. And they were doing this like evaluation of the value of something. A person says, oh, this item of wood is really amazing. Da, da, da. It's really cool. It's worth about $10,000. Um, as it is, I'm guessing you cleaned it. The person said, yeah, I took like jick. Just like scrubbed it clean. It had like funny colors and things on. The guy said, yeah, see that? All those marks and all those colors, they're about 200 years old if you hadn't done that and just wiped it down with water, it would have been worth about 100,000. And I thought about that and I think, don't diminish the value of your journey by trying to wash away all the dents and scars and dings and marks along the way. Just let the washing of the water of the word just to a tidy up. But leave them there because they tell a story of God's redemption. Do you see what I mean? You're worth more coming through something than you are before you got into it. You don't know that yet because most of you are young. You don't know that your value is in the winning of the fight, not in having never been in a fight. (laughs) You don't know that yet. Philippians, um, is it nearly seven? Okay, cool. Uh, I'm gonna wrap up just now. Philippians chapter four. Um, also from the Amplified. I think most of you know this verse, but you know it in like the shortened version, Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things which he has called me to do. (laughs) I like that. I can do all things through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready, here's my yes, for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. That's a better verse. There's more to it, right? I mean, you could unpack that for a while. You could go home and go, Let me, am I infused or not? You know, uh, am, am, I, am I doing all things through 
Christ, the, are the all things things Christ wants me to do. Because it's not an, not an all things, all things. I mean, I can, I, you know, there's some things I just can't do. Just really, because they, they're just not Christ's plan for me to do. I can't do all things like that. I can do all things like Him. Uh, because He has called me to them. If they're in, so the reason why that's very important is if He calls you to holiness, you can do it. You can do it. Uh, because some, stop asking him to help you do stuff he doesn't want for you and just ask him if you could just accomplish the yes, the readiness of the yes of the stuff he does want for you. If he wants it for you, you've got it in you through him to do it. And if you'll let him infuse you with his presence and his confidence and his peace, then all things Christ wants from me, I can do through him. All things, all things. If it's God's purpose for you to be married, you can do that through Christ who gives you strength. If it's God's purpose for you to be single, you can do that through Christ who gives you uh, uh, not a lot of, a, a lot of rejection of that word in that moment. Like there was like an immediate, like I felt it being thrown back at me. And why were some of you amening so loudly next to a guy, ladies? It was as though you were using me as a messenger. If God wants you to be single, amen. And you had that look of scorn. So now, now we can, we'll have to deal with that conversation another time. I, 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 think, um, I think it's very important that we, uh, we don't give ourselves blanket consent. To, I can do all things and then forget the in Christ, through Christ, who gives me strength, Christ. So I think your yes um, must be unconditional. And I think your yes must be active must be followed up with an action. And don't be that, um, don't be that son who said yes, just didn't do anything. Um, so I think the, the, the ingredients of being active, taking a step of action to my yes, my yes must imply some, some action on my part, uh, is very important. And then my yes or my readiness must be for things Christ wants for me, not for things I want for me. And here's where my, the no has to come in. Um, so production, I'm not gonna try and do the next four points, like give the saints peace and let them, let them go and have awesome spiritual pancakes. Very spiritual, very spiritual on a Sunday, spiritual pancakes, supporting our um, young guns, I think, or saints. I'm not sure who we're supporting now. Saints? Grade six, seven, and eight. Um, but I do wanna, I do wanna land on this. On the, on the yes is not possible without a no. And the first no you have to make in order to give God a yes is a no to self. And I'll tell you why, so, so now I can answer for you why it is so hard to say yes to God. It's so hard to say yes to God, hard in commas, uh, because so many of us are trying to get God to say yes to us. And what he wants us to do is start our journey by saying yes to him. So what do I mean by getting God to say yes to us? Lord, this is my plan. Please say yes. 
Lord, this is my direction. Please say yes. Lord, I want to stay angry for a while. Please just say yes. Go, go with me on this one. Lord, I love you, but I don't love the church. Please agree with me. I love it when people tell me that. Picture this. So people say, oh no, listen, George, like I, 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 like I, I love God, eh? But I don't, I, I don't care about the church. Okay, so in the theological sense, that's like going up to someone and saying, I really, really like you, but I can't stand your wife. Because the Bible calls the church the bride of Christ. So I think that's pretty rude. Like I wouldn't say it. I'd rather just... Um, we struggle so much with this because, because <clears throat> so much because um, we keep asking God to say yes to us, to ask his affirmation of our intention. And then it's so hard to say yes because um, we have to say no to self. And gosh, that's hard. You know, when you're young, you've got your parents saying no. And then you get sort of young adult, and then you got your lecturers saying no. And then you, you get to that early adult, and your bank statement says no. <laughs> you didn't know, I know. I sure do. How many yeses have been turned down insufficient funds? It's, it's like the work of the Lord has come. <laughs> And corrected your plans. Come on, I know. I was there the other day. And, and, so, and so when you finally get to a place where you think, well, I, all I've heard is no. I'm giving myself permission to say yes to myself. And then the Lord comes and says, uh, not my will, but your will be done. And so I just wanted to make the connection tonight that if, if you want this adventure, being guided, remember my little story at the beginning, the guide? He'll take you through a city you've never been through to, to places you've never been before, to avoid traps, to make the most of your time, to shortcut you to where you need to be at so you can enjoy and experience the intended life God has for you. If you want that, yes, you just have to say no to self. And yes, to the Spirit. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all Christ things through Christ who strengthens me, who infuses me with his peace and his confidence. That's the stuff I can do. So as, as, we, as we wrap up to, to do a prayer in a moment, I want you to think about the quality of your Yes. It's a confident, unconditional, active, and self-denying. Now then you're legit. And God will take you places you couldn't dream of. You couldn't imagine the places God will take you. Can you say amen to that? Will you please stand with me? Let's pray. So what's happening is a little bit of movement in the room. Let me tell you what's happening.
a couple of pre-approved people are coming to the front to make themselves available to pray for you in person because that's what we think church should include, personal FaceTime. There are a couple of people heading out of the coffee shop to make sure that your eats are warmed up and your coffee machine is good to go because we think church should include a great cup of coffee. I must just tell you, did you, did you compliment, did you congratulate Jason Fantonde? On, on, getting, on getting married recently. So now I've got a friend, Jason Fontonda, but he's on a ship somewhere. And then like, so I'm like, how did, like, how did that happen? How did these people? Yeah, and then, and then like I've been talking about this, these friends, Mark and Bev, Mark and Bev. And then I discovered there's two sets of Mark and Bevs in the room, like right here. Yeah, we live in two different parts of P. We're talking about two different, well, some of them are making coffee for you. Some of them are up front to pray for you. Communion is available on every side, either side, and a little prayer card. And I made a promise about a Bible. If you do want one, you'll have to come and tell me that you said yes to Christ. Um, and if you've done that, um, I'm going to honor that. But I, I want a quick little prayer, a closing prayer. And, and my prayer is your own heart evaluation on the quality of your yes. Can you tonight say that my yes is yes and my no is no? Lord, will you please guide us? We need a guide. We need the Spirit to guide us. We need to be led by the Spirit. For those who are led by the Spirit are the true sons of God, are the true daughters of God. Would you please teach us that a yes is an active thing that calls for an action, that a yes is an unconditional thing, that we should not be excusing our yeses with conditions and that our yes calls for self-denial. Will you please teach us to become comfortable with that because uh, your thoughts are not as our thoughts. Your plans are greater than our plans and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we couldn't even dream a life nearly as remarkable as the one you have planned for us. And that the best trade exchange in the world is self-denial in exchange for a yes for God. We declare tonight that we can do all Christ's things through Christ who strengthened us because you have infused us with peace and with confidence. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, would you give God one more shout of praise and thanksgiving and worship and... I invite you not to rush off. Spend the next hour here amongst family and chat and have coffee and meet some people and hang around. Thank you. God bless you.